Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. We are around here stepping into our power, stepping into our future, and trying to reach that destiny and purpose that God created us to live. So yeah. I have with me Miss Danielle Sykes. She's the founder of Carrie Berry Graphic Design based in Maryland. Danielle has successfully and passionately contributed to the growth of small businesses by creating brand identity visuals since 2011. Carrie Bay Graphic Design consistently delivers designs, products that make a difference. Danielle is committed to creating designs with love, intention, respect for all of her clients' core values and ideas. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me. And by the way, Global Girls, Danielle has decided to sponsor this episode. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring. How about that? So Danielle, would you tell, tell the people a little more about yourself? Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Um, I am the owner and graphic designer at Carrie Berry Graphic Design. Um, we offer high-end professional affordable design services to small businesses. Our mission is to maintain um, the affordability part of it because we believe that all small businesses should be able to have a high-end professional brand that they present out to the world, um, similar to those of the level of Amazon or you know, Target or Dior or whoever you, you aspire to to get to the level of we want to offer those kind of services to you at an affordable price. Thank you. And I know for sure that I have taken you up on those your offers many, many times. <laughs> you have helped me develop my logos for my businesses, for even this podcast, as well as um, different website iterations. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, child, she's probably tired of me. But I need my Danielle in my life. I need my personal <laughs> graphic design artist and creative to help me make my visions come to life. So thank you for serving me for one. So I can attest to Danielle's customer service skills, her patience, <laughs> as well as her creativity. So let's get into this conversation. I want to know from you, what role does faith play in your business? Um, I am, I'm huge on faith. I, uh, I'm one of those people who immediately can tell when I'm, I'm leaning towards flesh and not following um, what God has in place for me, I go into a spiral uh, <laughs> a full on overthinking, anxiety, having spiral. And so for me, faith is very important for me to, number one, trust God in everything that I do. And, and for me, that's the foundation because as soon as I go off of something that's not faith-based, it doesn't feel right. Um, it doesn't feel like my lane. It doesn't feel like I'm going the right path. I'm not walking in my purpose. And so faith for me is, is, is very big in the sense that I need to have the trust foundation with God. And also he's in control. Like I can't try to take the steering wheel. So my faith just guides me through whatever God has for me out here in life and my profession and my business. And I'm, I'm just going to follow it to the T because it hasn't steered me wrong yet. <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you been in graphic design? And and I hear, um, I read um, about your bio and you started your business in 2011, but I know that wasn't your first entree into graphic design. So how long have you been in the design industry? Um, I will say <laughs> probably since, maybe since two thousand. Eight two thousand nine. Um, I would do like baby shower invitations and business cards for family friends, um, and really didn't know that graphic design was a thing. Like, had no idea. But I would do these things and I would create them in PowerPoint or Microsoft Word. I print them off of VistaPrint, and it'll be you know it'll be an offering that I would give to to my family members, friends of the family, and then. Um, one day my sister told me, she was like, you know, you can go to school for that. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, for what? And she's like, it's graphic design. You can go to school and you can really learn. Cause she's like, you really can do amazing things in Microsoft. I, you really could do a lot better and you know, the, the correct software. Um, and she, she put it. So I started looking at art schools, um, probably 2009 and and really it kind of just got so much better for me I learned so much I went to the Art Institute of Washington um and I was at the tender age of (laughs) (laughs) oh god I think I was like late 20s in this art school with all these 19 and (laughs) what are you oh um yeah, so it was a fun experience, though, nonetheless. Um, it just, it really, it pulled a lot out of me, like, just drawing, which I've never been bad at drawing, but I never, like, dove into it. And mm. so going to school for graphic design really, like, helped me hone in on that and just the software and the ability and the skill set and the rules that you're supposed to follow. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey, um, but definitely been, been doing it for a while. <laughs> Oh, wow. And isn't that, one of the things I heard you say is that you started off with just a creative interest in it. And then you started mm-hmm. off helping your friends and family. And then you got a seed dropped in your heart from your sister. And she really planted that seed to help you kind of open up to think further about how you might want to expand what was a hobby into a yeah. full on degree and business. So you started your business in 2011. What was the springboard for, you know, for you garnering clientele? Because one thing I know about you, you do have a lot of interest in your business. What helped you, you know, jump into expanding your clientele? For me, um, word of mouth has been my blessing. Um, I mean, I feel like word of mouth is a blessing for all business. But I started my business so long ago where I wasn't really competing with the whole social media aspect of business. So I was given the opportunity to build my reputation off of word of mouth and that continues to serve me. Hmm. So that, that, you know, that's, that's my biggest driving point. Nice. Nice. It it sounds like uh, you have really, you know, positioned yourself to really build a brand 
not only by getting the education in, in place, but also mm -hmm. I can attest that you providing the customer service that keeps people coming back like me mm -hmm. and <laughs> that allows you to have that referral based business. Do you believe yeah. in marketing outside of referral based at all for your business? Uh, I believe in it. I've just, it's so complicated to me. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and and part of that, I, I, I will be uh, part of that is because my goal with my business is not to grow in size, it's to grow in place. Um, and so mm. I had the luxury of, of opting out of marketing. If <laughs> it's so complicated to me, um, in, in the sense of just it seems overwhelming, a lot to do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not against it though. I do think it's a great tool. I just have been blessed to not need it thus far. Okay. Okay. So what strategies um, do you use? I know you, you, you talk a lot about um, using systems in your business. What mm -hmm. strategies do you use to help give you that ease and that peace to make sure you have systems in place to make your business run efficiently and effectively? Um, so I would say my biggest strategy is exclusively offering um, value-added services um, that are easily accessible to my clientele. So I am big on systems. So I have a whole streamlined onboarding process um, that I hope my clients um, find, you know, find to be easy to use and, and very responsive. It definitely helps me in managing my different projects and different clients. Um, I'm big on maintain, maintaining a customer-focused business. I'm really big on customer service. Um, and then I also am very passionate about just us business owners and us really owning our business and having a, a, a hand in everything that we do with our business and really knowing how to control that in case, you know, you don't have that, that assistant or that graphic designer. Um, I'm big on just the ownership of it all. And then, I have a commitment to the operational excellence of my, my business. So hmm. you hear me talk about the systems. I have a client management portal for my clients um, that really like starts and triggers and, and works everyone through this workflow um, that I have set up, this automation. And so for me, it's big to have a system in place for your business, for clients to know how to reach you, how to get information from you. Um, and then to also educate them or communicate with them on next steps of your process. Mm. And I mean, number one, you have to have a process, right? Um, so I always tell, tell folks, like, if you're looking for a streamlined way to, to put your, your onboarding in place or your business process, whatever that is, I always tell people, if this happens, then what should happen next? Mm -hmm. um, you have to think about those things. And with the systems that I use, it allows me to really communicate with my clients on what's coming next without me really having to constantly do these manual emails um, and, and a lot of follow-up with folks because I'm, I'm sharing it with you up front through this system that I have in place. Systems, that's key. You know, even in any industry and business. So, you know, even I, my, myself as a business owner, and I believe in putting those systems in place to help, you know, just make things at ease. You know, this, that automation is key. And I would say yeah. it's king in a way to a business <laughs> to help help you have that work-life balance, but also kind of take out the guesswork for your clients as well as to help you 
not have to do those day-to-day tasks administratively. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's definitely good. So let's talk a little bit about graphic design and branding and things of that nature. You know, we need you to help the global girls out here who say, hey, ch- hey, child, I need some help with my website. You have any um, tips, tools or strategies to help with website design or help develop that brand, that social media brand? Any tips you want to share that you want to just drop a few gems for us today? Um, I always tell people consistency is key. Uh, you need to repeat the look, the feel, the style, the tone of your brand over and over on all your platforms, whether that's your website, social media, any printable marketing materials you have. Um, they all need to have the same communication, the same messaging, the same look and feel. And and, and this is key because this is how people start to remember you. Um, mm. So when I say, say the same look and feel, I'm talking colors, typography, which are your fonts. Um, any images that you use, you know, you can duplicate these things on your website, across your social media, on brochures, business cards, and this starts to get you recognized, right? Um, I also say it, it, the colors and, and typography may seem like a small thing, but again, I remember, I want, I want to remember your business from a positive thing and from the, the items that I see over and over again. And so, if your type is Helvetica, for example, then I should see that throughout all of your stuff, somewhere, some way, some form. Um, so consistency is key. Some people think it's not that big of a deal, but I can't remember you for the good if your stuff is always changing. <laughs> um, I always tell people also with brand identity, you need to really put some thought behind it. It's not as simple as let me pick this cute color and, you know, this 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 bold in your face, loud logo, maybe, so people can can remember me and see me. You really need to think about who you are going after, who's your clientele base, um, who's your ideal client, right? Um, and thinking about what they would like to see, not necessarily what you would would like to see yourself as a customer, but what your ideal client would like to see. Because a lot of people have businesses who they're trying to market it to, to folks that may be, let's say, exposed, um, not exposed, but uh, just have a lot of income to use, right? And mm-hmm. that that level of a client might have a different, you know, look of things or, or want to see a different look of things to spend their money. So you need to appeal to those senses, and, and that requires you to really think about what that client is, who that client is, what they like. Um, and what fields you want to bring, what service you're, you're offering, what solution you're you're providing. And so I always tell people it, it, it seems tedious, it seems boring, but you really need to think about your, your brand and what you want it to be in, in a thoughtful way, you know, put some effort in. And once you do that up front, it becomes so much easier to be consistent and, and repeat and, and, and put out the correct messaging um, out out into the world, especially when you're trying to go global, right? Because it's just key that you look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Um, so. Do you have any um, thoughts on, you know, how, what's the first thing you talked a lot about really thinking about? Like some people don't even know how to start thinking about it. Like, do you have any thoughts and can you share about, you say, start really start thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Like what should be the first thing they should think about? Like, what significance does a particular font have over another font? Like maybe people don't understand, like if they use, um, what's that font? Lato, L-A-T-O. 
T.O. versus Calibri. What is yeah. that saying to the population <laughs> over another? Can you talk talk to a little bit about fonts and certain colors and how colors have meaning? Yeah. So I tell folks the first step is to think about the feelings you want your brand to emit out of people when they see it. Um, is your brand fun or do you want them to see the conservative professional? You know, like you need to think about these keywords and from those words you can pull in color psychology. Um, it's, a, it's a color theory science where you take a word like uh, energy, happiness, and you can correlate those to orange tones, yellow tones. Um, and, and this helps you create a basis, right? Most people have like a color that's, that's their favorite color and they want it in their brand, which is completely fine, but build around that where it makes sense, right? Um, Color has meaning. So if you think about it, like when you see red, you think of urgency, emergency. Um, you know, you see like stop sign comes to mind, red lights. Like there's an urgency to do something. Um, blues are known for professionalism and also for calm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're into skincare, you know, you see a lot of blues and, and light greens because they're calming colors. So these are things that, this is an easy starting point. And then depending on how you describe your business, like the feelings you wanted to give off the folks, that can come into play with your typography, your font. Um, some folks like script fonts. If you have a fun brand, you know, where it's easygoing, scripts can, can be your thing. Also, if it's to be kind of lighthearted, but you got to just be careful with what type of scripts you talk about. Lado and Calibre. Calibri or Calibri. Um, Calibri is a, a font you find in Microsoft. Um, some folks might not, you know, catch on to that so quick, but others with a keen eye will. And it just shows your level of professionalism in a sense that you're pulling a font off of Microsoft instead of finding one that's a little more custom um, or less used, right, um, that can help your brand stand out. So, you know, these are all things to think about. You, you know, it's it, it in the look of things, right? So if you choose a font that, like a Calibri, like what is that really helping you to stand out with? It's mm-hmm. such a plain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I always tell people start there. Like, how do you want people to feel when they see your brand? Mm, that's and good. And then move from there. Yeah. That's good. Um, so it sounds like the goal is to take people through a journey. And through mm-hmm. the visuals you want them to emote a reaction to what they are seeing. And as a result, they begin to engage with you because the visuals are, you know, kind of provoking some type of action or emotion as a result. Mm-hmm. That, that is, in a sense, that's your brand. Like, what does your brand make people feel? <laughs> you <laughs> know, like, if, if you're not in the room, what is your brand telling people? Mm-hmm. So you want to make it, make it a strong one. That's good. So from start to finish, when you work with your clients, you know, tell tell people a little bit about your process, just in case they want to, you know, engage with you. Mm-hmm. So um, a new practice, because I'm always trying to, <laughs> trying to uh, make my process better and better every year. Whenever a new client comes on, um, we go through the brand identity workbook. 
the brand identity workbook is just what I've been talking about. It's going to force you to think about your brand and, and who your ideal client is, um, all the fields and, and what colors you might be thinking of. And then we, you go through the color psychology. So it's really making you um, pull out those sorts of, okay, what do I want my business to do? What problem is my business solving? Just really thinking about what you're offering. And then after you go through the brand, Identity Workbook, we set up a time to discuss your project. Um, and this is where I learn a lot from you. We go over what you put in the brand identity workbook. And it gives me kind of like an outline of how to start your design, whether that's a logo or a website. Um, and from there, I, I go through iterations of what I call design <clears throat> and feedback. So I provide a design. I look to the client to provide feedback. We kind of do that dance a few times until we get to an end product that um, the client loves. If it's a logo, once we're complete, you get your logo um, in three variations. There's a primary logo, a secondary logo, and a logo mark or submark. Um, and I like to offer these three variations because it allows you flexibility with your brand without, um, without uh, I guess, compromising your brand. So... Mm -hmm. The primary logo is your is just that it's your primary logo that you will use across across the board most of the time. Your secondary logo is if your primary logo doesn't fit say the the space allotted for a business. Like sometimes we 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 sponsor you know other people's events and they have a certain amount of space that they're giving us. The secondary logo may fit better. Or on your website, there's a span for your logo to fit in, and sometimes the primary logo may not fit there in a, a aesthetically pleasing way. So it's just a, a, a flexible option to have. And then your logo mark or your sub mark typically can be used for like your icon on social media or the icon in your um, browser window. I don't know if you've noticed, like when you're on Google, there's a little G next to in the, the browser tab, like it's a little icon. So we have those to just kind of continue the brand without, you know, losing it, right, um, throughout different platforms that you may need it on. Um, and then with uh, websites, I, I design on Squarespace. Um, it's a template-based platform, and I love it for clients because it's user-friendly where you can learn to manage it yourself in case you need to make any content changes um, like verbiage or images. And so it's great for that. And it also, it's a award-winning platform where, and I've been with them, I've probably been with Squarespace since like 2013, and I've never had an issue of like spyware or virus issues. Like they're, they're legit. Um, I mm -hmm. hear so many people have a site up for 10 years and then wherever they were got a virus and that company doesn't have the support to really manage that. And so now they're just out of luck and need a new website. Um, but in any case, <laughs> with the website, we'll go through the same iterations of the feedback, design feedback, and go back and forth. And once we're done, we'll do a tutorial because, again, I'm big on you owning everything you have, being able to touch it and really know how it works. And I mean, that, and that's really the the process with me. I want to make sure that the client is happy with what they have because I always tell clients, be patient with yourself. This takes time and you're paying your money. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's your brand, right? So you want to get it right because we're all at some point going to do a rebrand, but we don't want to be doing it a year later. <laughs> How about that? 
he said sometimes in between, yeah. So um, it, it, for me, I hope my clients take away that I really want you to win. I want you to have all the tools to win, and I'm going to work with you, and we're going to get it right. <laughs> um, so you can go out and take everything and use it how it's supposed to be used and hopefully communicate a strong brand identity for your business. That's so good. It takes strategy and intention to live out that faith-filled life, that mm-hmm. courageous mm-hmm. life. And I believe that you are helping people add that creative strategy side to their businesses and or brands to help them, you know, reach whatever it is they're seeking to achieve. All while you are actually living in purpose. How about that? <laughs> That's good. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That, that is a blessing. Uh. <laughs> I heard that sigh of relief like mm, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't <laughs> Listen, I talk about I talk about it often with other business owners when I'm like what if I wasn't a creative like and what if I didn't like somebody didn't plant that seed in me that I was and I'm still out here searching for my purpose and like mm. what it is I'm supposed to be doing like I can't imagine so I'm just so thankful for it that's it really like it's like one of those those leg leg ups that we have. Like anyone in the creative sphere, like it's a blessing to to know you have that is some part of your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And you just got to figure out how to use it. That that's the challenge. <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit. What's some advice that you would give other women who want to step into this industry? You know, they don't know how to get started. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you talked about you going to school, but say, you know, they've gone to school and they're not having any, you know, making any headway with garnering clients. What what advice would you give women who say, I want to do graphic design full time or I want to get into a creative space in my mm-hmm. own industry, whether it be, it's so many ways to be creative and start a creative based business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's the best advice for those who want to step into your industry? I find that networking um, is is key, and and you know this is where social media has like become king. It's so easy to network, and you don't the the joy of it all is you don't have to network with people just in your industry. You can network with just other business owners because nine times out of ten they're going to have a need for some creative art. Like it's it's just what they're going to need. So just networking to the various events that are out there. There are so many get-togethers, virtual events, conferences that are so, they're, they're rallied around women in business. Like, I, I'm, I, I truly am blown away every time I see that um, because a lot of us didn't grow up learning this narrative that women can work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I see a lot of the sisterhood and and. The, the networking and working together. So I always say jump into those spaces. And I know it's harder for some, but they're so welcoming. Like there's no no judgment. I haven't had that experience at least in, at all where I'm going to these different conferences and meeting these different people because what you find is we're all in, in the same field of I'm trying something different. How am I going to make it work? How am I going to make it successful? This is my lane. Um, we all have the same business fears and challenges. So it's just good to get in those rooms and those spaces and network. And then what you'll find is you'll start to create those relationships where they may call you for, you know, a design. And then that, that's just, okay, that's one step closer to where you're trying to get to because 
best believe we all have clients and and you know products that that we can can share with others and we can support right we can support each other so I always say get in those rooms because I hear that a lot from a lot of new business owners They're like how do you get how do you know this person I'm like social media I follow her and then you can you know spark up a conversation just in the comments or in a dm like oh i really like that or how did you do this i was like and you'll learn early on who's friendly and who's not like mm-hmm. <laughs> and who wants you know who wants to collaborate and, and network and who doesn't and you just move on from those who don't but yes, like, it's so it's so open out there so you definitely got a network yeah you said so much in just a few words really um networking but also I heard you say you gotta show yourself friendly Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and that's even because you don't know who will turn out to be your client Mm -hmm. and you don't know if that person who's in your same industry doesn't have capacity to serve one of their clients and say hey I want to refer you to someone right so there's there's just so much to that I've been in so many rooms and I consider myself a pretty friendly person Mm -hmm. jovial if you will um people Mm -hmm. just come up to me and start talking I said hey girl what's your name you know you you start to develop relationship um in a couple uh months um congressional black caucus um weekend is coming up and I have met so many people at events like that Mm -hmm. that have become you know like I don't want to say friends so much but we associates when we see each other we speak Hey, we yeah. we DM each other or communicate or hey, you are you going to this event? Like you putting people on. Mm-hmm. So I definitely yeah. can attest to seeing the value of being that friendly person as well as opening up and networking because you you don't, you know, open yourself up to new and better opportunities and relationships unless you do. Yeah. So and that's you can't so learn. Like, like we're all here to learn from each other, I feel. So Yeah, that's true. You gotta put yourself out there. hmm So we around here at the Girl Go Global Podcast in the community, we are talking about faith. We talk about know-how, that strategy to reach the calling that you feel within. And we also talk a little bit about that grit, that persistence to keep going every day. So what gives you the courage, Danielle, to keep going every day, to pursue your business, to continue to evolve. Because what I know for sure, Danielle, is that you are continually evolving your business. You're continually putting in new and better processes to help better serve your clientele. So what gives you the courage to keep going? Because I know being a business owner is hard, sis. So tell us what you do. (laughs) For me, um, I mean, I get... I should have get the courage from God. I go through probably yearly where I'm like, is this what you want me to do, God? Like, am I still supposed to do this? <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, like there's a need. There are still people that want to learn about brand identity and want to, you know, want your service, need, you, need your services. So my courage really comes from God. I get so um, depleted sometimes because I have kids, I'm a wife, mm-hmm. um, I have a government job, and things can become a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of being a business is people management too. So it can be exhausting at times. And it's just That's like, true. Lord, just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> God always 
provides it to me. And, it's, I mean, sometimes that's, you need to take a break. So, okay, well, let me go ahead and, and close down for, you know, a couple weeks. And, and that's what I do. Like, just, just being obedient gives me gives me the courage to keep on going. Because um, he hasn't said just yet that, okay, this needs to end. <laughs> yeah that's good you that's you do you, you you're you what you I, what I know when I you know we follow each other you do say hey I'm close for the next two weeks you know I'm, I'm taking new clientele up into x date you know mm-hmm. what gives you the courage to even do that like some people would be so afraid that they would lose opportunity yeah. just by shutting down and having that balance because you have so many balls in the air. We have multi-layered lives. Like, how are you able to do that without having the fear of losing that momentum in your business? I, so the first time I did that, it was kind of like I didn't have a choice. I had a um, a family situation and I just had to. And I definitely was scared. Like, oh, Lord, I'm going to lose so much business. Um, and I think out of that first time doing it, um, the courage came from seeing my loyal clients really support me. Um, like it, it truly shocked me. I had at the time I probably had ten projects going. My father um, had a medical emergency, and I had to step in as his guardian. And mm-hmm. I had all these projects going. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I need to step away, you know, for a second. And I'm having, and I hate to to share personal stuff like with clients because to me it, it all just sounds like excuses but at, at this stage I didn't have a choice but to I felt like I, I owed it to them as to what the reason was and when I tell you they all were like that's fine I'll be right here waiting for you take care of your family like it just was like this wealth of support and so that gives me the courage to, to take my breaks as I need because I know my loyal clients um and, and and they're just good people, right? They they understand that because they also have all the balls in the air and they're like, life happens. So that gives me the courage, just knowing that I have put out there who my ideal client is and I actually had those ideal clients. Mm. That's good. Right? So it, it's just, it's been a blessing for me just seeing that every time I close, I like, of course, you know, business stops, but like you said, through the networking and stuff, I, I, I route people to other designers. Um, and I feel like to me, to, to be a blessing to someone is a blessing to me. So that gives me courage too, that I'm never going to miss a blessing that God has for me. So, so be it if I lose some, some business, it just wasn't meant for me. Yeah. That's so good. I heard another podcast and they were talking about what well, they kind of mentioned. I don't know if it was a full conversation, but basically talking about business and like, can you afford to be sick? Can you mm. afford to need to be a caregiver? You know, some people are full time. Mm-hmm. I heard you say that you, you also do other things, you know, as far as a career still in this space, mm-hmm. but you know, there are yeah. some business owners out there who not, can't necessarily afford to be sick or can't afford Mm. to have a life-altering challenge in their families. And I think some of the information that you shared um, is is definitely key. One, putting systems in place, right? Two, Mm. you know, not being afraid to say, you know, let me take care of me and let let God do the rest. But I think it's that proper preparation 
when mm-hmm. you are fully mo- mobile and active that you need we all need to be thinking about as business owners because mm-hmm. I too am a business owner um who is seeking to go full-time in business like what am I what are going to be my systems if I need to take a vacation for two weeks or a month mm-hmm. I want to spend a month in, Af- in West Africa with my family or I want to just just unplug like yeah. so or I have a life challenge uh, where I need to say drop everything and say you know so it may it may involve for like a a, a full-time business owner also not only putting that automation in place but getting you an assistant get you mm-hmm. somebody who can help support yeah. you while you unplug while you take care of family matter while you just say I just need a break and I'm right. just gonna take it Mm-hmm. and keep it going like because your system will allow somebody else to step in and keep it going for you if you need that's right so we need to be thinking not only about that automation but what system what 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 mm-hmm. methods are we going to put in place to keep generating that revenue we got to think yeah. 360 around mm-hmm. our businesses child so i totally get that and i thank you for even um opening up and sharing that with us so I just have a few more questions for you. I'm talking to Ms. Danielle Sykes from the Carrie Berry Graphic Design Company based in Maryland. And she happens to be sponsoring this episode. Yes. So thank you so much for joining me, Danielle. I just have thank a few more questions for you. I want to talk a little bit about your business that you recently launched what i think that you launched it in honor of one of your daughters um can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about that and what that means and how that relates back to your creative side so this year we launched carlisle creative company um and with that launching carlisle creative shop it is a boutique stationary business um and our mission over there is to create uh intimate, thoughtful uh, opportunities um, for clients to, to share feelings, uplift uh, a friend or family member, encourage through stationery. So we offer box sets. And over there, I get to use my creative juices by creating the stationery. Uh, we have four different sets. And the the foundation is with my, my daughter, Carlisle, who is very vibrant and also very thoughtful. Um, she's my middle child who always tells me that she loves me, comes and asks for a random hug. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole purpose of Carlisle Creative Company is to share this idea of reaching out to people through words, through writing, um, and uplifting them in a memorable way. So, I do this thing um, with my mom every so often where I go to the store and I buy all these note cards, blank note cards, and I write special messages in them and tie them to an emotion. <clears throat> and so when I say that, I, I have these notes and I'll write one specifically geared to if she's down, like if she's sad, if, she hasn't, if she's having a bad day. And I'll write uplifting words in that, or I'll have the kids write uplifting words into it. And it'll be labeled open when sad. Um, mm. And her favorite one is the, the note card that speaks to opening when hungry. Um, and mm. that one I will have it. like a gift. Yeah, it'll have like a gift card to her favorite restaurant. 
Um, but the idea is just a, a group of cards that I give her, and she opens them throughout the year. Um, they're not. It's just. It's like you're giving a gift that keeps giving um, for a little bit of time. So she'll open one on her birthday because there's always a birthday one. And then again, there's you know there's types of emotions. So there's sad, there's happy, there's proud, there's angry, there's anxious, hungry. Um, and I think there's one more, but it's like a set of nine, seven to nine cards. And normally she opens hers within probably three, four months, but they can stretch it depending on how life is treating you, right? <laughs> um, so the idea is, especially in COVID, that we've lost touch with folks. So what better way than to send them a note to, to reconnect? Um, and so the, the motto is uh, the gift give something to write about or give something to read about. Sorry. Um, and so it's just, I, I'm just big on, on that kind of stuff. And I, so it's geared towards those who love stationery, love writing notes to folks, little love notes. We call them love taps. Um, but yeah, that's the idea of it. Um, and just really, I'm trying to stick with that. Like so many people are like, Oh, you should sell, you should sell birthday cards. And I'm like, that's not, that's not the business. <laughs> you, you know what I love that I didn't really know exactly what those love taps meant but the way you described it has pulled on my heartstrings um I love yeah. it oh my goodness that's something I yeah. think that I have not seen you know in my travels or on social and things of that nature so I definitely mm-hmm. love that and I, I will be making a purchase so oh my goodness I love it and I and I'm just thinking about who I can give a love tap to because that's just Mm -hmm. so oh it just made me so touch me you know just talking about you know sharing a card with your mom or just that relationship that you had with your Mm -hmm. daughter it seems as if she helped to inspire this um love tap line that you have yeah oh man that's so good and when you talk about marketing, now that's a business that needs some marketing, and I haven't yet to get around to that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. You might have to hire you an assistant, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. I know that I had to in my business and in this podcast, so I'm definitely big on that, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, Lord, don't I know. <laughs> but anyway, this has been such a great conversation. Before we go, let me know, let us know what it means to you when I say girl go global. What does girl go global mean to you? Going global um, to me means uncensoring yourself, giving yourself the grace to believe and have the faith that you will be in rooms that you never managed imagined you could get into um and you know we think of global as worldly and in in my world i think of it as just in unimaginable places so just being talked about in rooms that you never thought you would be talked about and and being prepared for that time right um so just putting your your systems in place putting your your services or your products in a face where it can be seen um, and being ready for the opportunity when it arises. Cause this, the opportunity is going to come when it's for you, it's, it's going to be there for you. So for me going global is being prepared, having that solution ready and being able to speak to it and mm-hmm. really like turn on who you are, your authentic self and what you're offering and letting the world see it. 
that's so good oh my god thank you so much danielle what can people expect from you next and how can they get in touch with you if they want to take your um, services uh next is really just building out call out creative shop and putting that on the map for folks um and so for, with that, you can reach us for Carlisle Creative Shop. We're at Carlisle, Carlisle Creative Shop um, on Instagram and on for Carrie Berry's Carrie Berry Design on Instagram. The websites are carrieberry.com and carlislecreativecode.com. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Danielle. This has been the Girl Club Global Podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. So if you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. Let us know how you're enjoying the content and we'll consistently be dropping new episodes every week. Ladies, let's go global.